Hi, I'm Dan Krinas from the Leader of Learning podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure to check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. A lot of times burnout's about perspective and action. It's how you look at where you are and what you're doing. And like I said before, if how you're acting is not in alignment with your core values or what you truly believe or what you're passionate about, you're never going to get out. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be able to mount that attack against it and take action to get out of it. Well, that's actually where you become burned out on life. Right. And then right. and then that is that is called depression. What's up, Burned In Teachers? Welcome to episode 27 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. One part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. Last week, I introduced you to Dr. Chris Jones, a principal from Massachusetts, and he talked to us about different ways that you can tackle burnout because of your administrator or because of balance. Now, you just heard him say that when what you're doing day in and day out is not aligning with your values, that that is what causes burnout, and I couldn't agree more. And that's the perfect segue to talk about lack of balance and how that is burning you out. Last week, I dared you to do a couple of things. First of all, to find your why. So write down a few reasons why you are still teaching and to find a new why if your old why doesn't align with what you believe anymore. The second thing was to try time blocking. I know I've talked about it several times this month, but that's because it works. I use it all the time in what I do in my day-to-day work with students and teachers and with Burned In Teacher, and it has made a huge difference in my organization and what it is that I spend my time on. I know Dr. Jones uses it, and I know that there are several teachers that have begun to try this as well. I hope you've posted pictures. If you haven't, take a picture of you trying time blocking. Seek support and advice on it. And the third thing was to ask somebody how they are creating balance in their own life. You might find some really great strategies that other teachers down the hall are using. Now, if you didn't listen in last week, I encourage you to hit pause and go back to episode 26 because it's a good one. And today we're going to pick up right where we left off. He is a teacher-centered principal from Massachusetts, and his expertise is the idea of supporting, engaging, and empowering his teachers. He will be presenting at this year's National Principals Conference, and his beliefs are attached to his experience as a teacher and how he can better serve those in the profession of education. In this episode, Dr. Jones is going to encourage you to engage in conversation with your administrator when you begin to feel overwhelmed by your workload. If you don't bring those struggles to light, he or she may never know that that's how you feel. He's also going to advise you to ask a really tough question about your current practices, especially if you're on the verge of going from burned and unbalanced to burned and over it, where you basically have lost care about anything that's happening at your school or in your classroom. But before we jump into the interview, I want to let you know that this episode was brought to you by the Teacher Burnout Quiz. Find out what type of teacher burnout you're struggling with so you can take the appropriate steps necessary to begin to beat it. This quick six-question quiz will help you not only identify what burnout type you are, but I send you results that include action steps you can begin taking today to begin beating the burnout. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz and begin to take control over your burnout today. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. 
I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Now, we've talked really deeply about really February's theme, administration is burning me out, and burnout in general. This has been a great conversation. Let's jump into March's theme, which is lack of balance is Mm -hmm. burning me out. So have you experienced that as an administrator with your teachers? Have you had a teacher come to you and say, "I, I can't do this. I have, there's so much to do, not enough time. I am feeling so overwhelmed. Or have you maybe notice that in a teacher yourself or in a teacher as an administrator and it, you know, really um, approached that, you know, with them to try to help them out. I, I have. And um, if I could just to take one step back. Sure. uh, Because something you just said is so perfect that it lines up with what I really believe is one of the root causes of burnout. It's when what we believe truly in our heart and that whole purpose of why we got into teaching and those beliefs aren't in line with our actions. Mm-hmm. And and that's when I believe burnout really happens because not blaming the individual for their actions because sometimes we're forced into a corner where, you know, whether it's by um, just a reaction or by being forced that we act in a way that is not okay with how we think, feel, and believe. Um, and that's what really escalates the level of burnout that we have. So um, true, so true. The, um, so the, the, the burnout piece, noticing the burnout. Um, yes, (laughs) there's always so much to go around and, and you, in any building, you have some teachers that leave right after the bell, um, contractually after the bell, uh, they leave and they do tons of work at home. You have other teachers that will stay till five 36 o'clock at night and try and get stuff done. Um, you have teachers that will try to join, uh, clubs or be advisors to clubs and things like that. So when I notice that, um, I, I start by having a conversation with the teacher and it's a conversation just out of concern. And typically I let the union know that I'm going to have the conversation mm-hmm. to head off any of that uneasy. Well, what's he trying to say? Is he trying to say I'm not doing my job because they're in that downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically we all think this from time to time, but the way we do our job better is to work longer, right? And to do more because that'll make it better. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and that, I mean, that just, that just turns it up a notch. So what I do is I sit down with the teacher from really, uh, an honest to goodness, I'm concerned standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I give them the speech with the piece in it about education will always ask for more. And I tell them if it's true, I tell them you're, you're doing a good job. What you're doing is, is awesome. The students are learning, the students are engaged, but that's not going to happen if you don't take care of yourself first, because you can only, you can only live on afterburners for so long. Um, it's that whole airline speech that they give you where put your own mask on first. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're not in front of your class, and as a matter of fact, I just had a conversation with a teacher about this the other day. Um, the teachers does an excellent job, very skilled. And I said, you know, you're you're great at what you do, but that's no good if you're not here because you're tired, because you're stressed out, because 
you have more papers that you want to get corrected. So, you, you know, you take that sick day saying you're sick, but instead you're sitting home in front of a stack of papers. I just talked to somebody today that's leaving for a break um, and not like a, a forced break or anything. They just need a, they're taking a break, um, a regular scheduled vacation. And I said to them, I, they said, well, I'm going to be in touch and I'll be in contact and everything. And I said to them, I said, why don't you unplug for a little while? Take some time to yourself, get some rest. Things will be okay. So I try to address it with teachers on that aspect. And there have been some times where I'll tell a teacher that they can't be an advisor to a club and I'll call them in and I'll let them know exactly why. And I'll only do that when I believe they can't make the decision for themselves, that they're caught in that loop and they can't take that step to say no to that mm -hmm. so they can say yes to more time at home. So they can say yes to sitting at home watching some useless show on Netflix because that's what they need to do. Right. So it's, it's more through personal relationship building and discussing things and other teachers, it's funny, I've had a couple teachers here come to me and talk to me about blocking time because it got out to a few that I do that. Mm -hmm. um, and it was funny to see people's reaction when they realized I check my email twice a day. Um, other than that, I'm out in the, in the school building, walking around the school building. Um, and so when they asked me about that, that's my, it's a little selfish on my part. That's my end to say, yes, have you ever heard of blocking time? <laughs> and, it's a game changer um, though, isn't it? I mean, absolutely. it's just a whole new way of really reevaluating your priorities and really assessing what's most important to spend time on. Correct. Correct. And it's, you know, it, whether what, and it works at all levels, whether you're a teacher and it's what's most important to spend time on, whether you're an administrator and really, are we going to talk about whether kids can have backpacks or not, or do we have something else to spend time on? Mm -hmm. Um, just different things like that, that it almost comes down to giving yourself permission. You know, I, a lot of times, and this happens with, and I, this is another conversation I was just having. So this is relevant. It comes down, you know, so you're talking about respect. If you're talking about a student disrespecting a teacher, which another cause for burnout when students talk back to teachers, they feel disrespected. Um, the whole idea of you need to give yourself permission to say something about that. Mm -hmm. And just as in the instance where if you feel a student's being disrespectful, you can't just let the student be disrespectful and then talk to your friends in the teacher's lounge or when the student leaves, say, these kids are so disrespectful, they don't listen to anything you say, because you've now accepted that poor behavior. And the worst behavior you accept eventually becomes the norm. Mm -hmm. And so you need to say something about it. So if you're a teacher and you've got too much on your plate because administration is giving you one more initiative at the faculty meeting, you need to find a way to communicate that. It's not okay to say, oh yeah, another initiative or remain quiet and then turn around and say, oh my God, another initiative. I can't handle another initiative. When am I gonna fit this in? What am I gonna do? Oh, I know, I'll take another hour away from my family to work on this initiative that you know the school realistically will probably drop in two years. If you're burned out, I'll bet you catch yourself saying things like, no one can possibly understand where I'm coming from or, What's wrong with me? This is what I went to school for. Why am I so miserable? And even things like, if I tell anyone how I'm feeling, they'll think I'm being negative. I am so burned out. Maybe I'm just a negative person. But saying these things doesn't solve the real issues you're struggling with. You have to do something. 
Teachers from all over the world have joined the Burnt and Teacher Facebook group for reasons such as there's too much to do and no time to do it, or my administration doesn't offer any guidance or support for me, or my class is out of control, plus many, many more reasons. These are all issues that we tackle in the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program. Starting April 8th, the doors are open again for another Burned In Teacher Tribe of teachers who want to join this group and start taking control over their burnout. Throughout this eight-week program of support, you won't just get access to me, but also access to Burned In Teacher mentors who have finished the program as well as the current members who are in your tribe. We will have weekly group calls, access to our Burned In Teacher Tribe members-only Facebook group, and of course, a Burned In journal to help you to document your reflections and actions throughout the program. For more information or to read and watch testimonials from past Burned In Teacher Tribe members, go to burnedinteacher.com slash B-I-T coaching. That's burnedinteacher.com slash B-I-T coaching to get all of the information that you need to decide whether or not the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program is right for you. Doors are open now for you to register for the April Tribe. Let me take you from burned out to burned in. Um, right? So I, true. It's, it's, about, it's really about perspective, and I try to help teachers get that perspective. And I've surprised a couple teachers this year by sitting down with them and saying, well, who cares? They said, well, I've got to get this done. Why? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the point? So it's really about your perspective of the situation and the ability to reach out and discuss things with people as far as I just don't have time. You know what? It's really important that I get home to spend some time with my kid. I need to see my kid's kindergarten graduation. Uh, my kid's got a game tonight. There was just a, a research article that came out about how important the impact of parents being at their kids' games are um, for athletics. So um, it's more of a relationship-building thing for me to approach it that way mm -hmm. and hope that they hope that they open up with me and they're honest. But when I can see the signs and I have an opportunity to actually put something in place that stops them from doing something, I'll do that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there are so many things that you said that are interesting. Number one, you know, we already talked about how, you know, opening up that conversation, but then coming to you for support. So have you ever had a teacher approach you and say, I am, I am struggling with, with all of these different things that we are being asked to do. And have you ever felt like I, have you ever said to yourself or said to them that that is not what, what I asked you to do? You've, yeah. you've misinterpreted what I have said, and now you've you've turned it into more work for yourself when it was actually just this little thing, and you've made it this big thing. Have you ever dealt with that as an administrator? I have, and I dealt with that early on because, and, and I take full responsibility for that for a lack of effective communication on my part. Mm -hmm. um, and so seeing teachers struggle with that and seeing teachers give me something massive when I asked for something small, always made me say afterwards, well, I, I didn't, I didn't want all that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, a lot of good that does. They've already They've lost already the sleep. The time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now, now, you know, it's a catch 22. Now I say, oh, well, thanks, but you didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. No, I don't say that because that mm -hmm. makes it even worse. Mm -hmm. Now I'm sure to communicate 
exactly what it is I want. So if I if I need the teachers to turn something in, because and it, this is a great topic because I, I like to do um, mentee um, things with my staff, with surveys and things like that, and then use the information. What I make sure I do is say, all I need is three sentences. Give me, give me, give me five sentences. And you know what? There are going to be teachers because teachers love to get A's. There are going to be teachers that do 10 mm -hmm. and there are going to be some teachers that don't really care about the A and they're going to do three. Mm -hmm. But either way, that, that number of five lets them know that if they are doing 10, then that's, that's their decision to do. Right. I'm specific with my communication and I am very quick to apologize when I'm not, um, because that's, that's on me. Uh, you know, and I've been there. That, that was one of the scariest moments I ever had as a student um, was when I, I didn't have clear communication. Well, the communication was clear to the person giving it, but the other 50 percent, me <laughs> getting it was not clear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't clear communication. But um, I make sure that I'm clear about it. And the other thing, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned initiatives because um, my my last year at my last school walked in in the beginning of staff meeting of the year. And I said, okay, here are the new initiatives we're doing this year. And, you know, it's just everybody tensed up. You can see the body language tense up. And I put up a blank slide. I said, we are not doing any more new initiatives this year. <laughs> it's just stop. That's the same way that we want the teachers to approach teaching their students is let me get out of your way. Right. Let, right. let the students learn, you know. So, you know, we talked, I, at least I as a teacher was told, you know, don't be the gatekeeper, be the facilitator. You know, so it's it's funny how how similar. And I always said too when I was teaching full time, I want to run my classroom like I would want my administrator to run the school. You know, if I don't want to say things to my students or ask things of my students that I wouldn't want a boss to ask of me as an employee. I think that is a is a perfect segue now to this last part of what I want to ask you. So, uh, and maybe this really has happened. All right. A teacher comes to you and opens up that conversation and says, I'm really struggling with my career and, and teaching. And I don't know if this is for me anymore. I just cannot balance all of these. You know, I, I have too many plates in the air, too many balls in the air, too many things on my plate. I don't know what to do. What What is it that you as their administrator would say to them or ask them? Right. <laughs> I, I was going to say it's it's more of a question between asking and saying Mm -hmm. Um, I would first ask them, what are some of those things? And then I would pay attention to what they answered because quite often, and I found this out about me, um, is where you don't get to the heart of it with the first question. What you have to do is ask the question about the question that you're asking. Mm -hmm. And then you really start to reveal things. Um, I would ask them to write down all the things that they've got going on and why they're having trouble balancing them. I would ask them to look at, and I know this sounds really involved, I would try and keep it as short as possible, but I would ask them to look at why they went into teaching and how that's getting impacted by all the things they have going on. They may write down, um, I have three kids that are now you know, in need of a taxi because they're all at that sports age and they're driving around going all over the place, so I don't have time to do after school stuff. Mm -hmm. They might say, you know, I'm, I'm an advisor to some club. Um, and then what I would tell them to do or advise them to do is say, you need to sit down and really honestly look at these things that you have on your plate 
and then you need to prioritize them and think about what's most important. And then you need to think about what you can cut away. Mm-hmm. And if you've done that and looking at your why you're still in love with, because you don't teach if you're in like with teaching, you have to be in love with teaching. If you're still in love with the idea of teaching, then you got to cut the other things off your mm-hmm. plate. If those other things at the bottom of your plate that would be cut off if you want to stay teaching, you look at those and you don't want to cut those out, then you may be right. Teaching might not be for you. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's it's okay to be in something and then realize that it's not for you and to move on. And I think that in teaching, that's an incredibly important important thing to continue to think about because we're talking about the lives of kids. It was difficult for me to have those conversations or those kinds of conversations with teachers up until a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they were awkward. They were icky, whatever you want to call them. They were difficult for me because I really got attached to and liked the phrase, I don't want to have a teacher in front of kids in the building if I would not be okay with my kids sitting in that class. Absolutely. And that's that's nice to say. And I hear people say it. If it's really not that for you, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. Look at your list of these things that are important to you. Look at how your why has changed. Now, what can you do that addresses that outside of the building? Um, and, you know, I'm okay with having that conversation, one, because of the kid comment that I said, but I'm also okay having that conversation because it will be better for them. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to go to work and hate their job. Teachers don't, leaders don't, nobody. But if you do, you can't just sit there. Otherwise, you're never going to get out of that burnout. Absolutely. Because it's, a lot of times burnout's about perspective and action. It's how you look at where you are and what you're doing. And like I said before, if how you're acting is not in alignment with your core values or what you truly believe or what you're passionate about, you're never going to get out. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be able to mount that attack against it and take action to get out of it. Well, that's actually where you become burned out on life. Right. And then right. and then that is that is called depression. Right. You know, yeah. so now you're dealing with a much bigger issue, which is another right. thing that I that I definitely talk to teachers about is you have to decide what your next best step is. And if that is leaving education, then then that's that's okay. That has to be okay. You know, that doesn't give you permission to, you know, run into your principal's office tomorrow and quit. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But you really need to take some time to give it the consideration that it deserves. Because an, an unhappy teacher is good for nobody. It's not good for themselves, oh. their students, their family, their their colleagues, like I said earlier. And that's so difficult because it's it's the idea, it's it's an emotional thing, mm-hmm. um, especially if you've been doing it for a little while. The longer you do it, the, the more attached you get. But, you know, and it's it's emotional because it's it's the tension that's created inside of ourselves between our head and our heart. And what you have to do is you have to find a way to use your head to stay true to the voice in your heart. So and true. that's that's a difficult thing to do for a lot of people. It is so, so true. Well, I so appreciate your perspective and your story. I, I'm so excited to launch this episode. I think it's such a good one. And I love your, you know, your perspective on balance as an administrator and your own experience and how you're serving your teachers with that lack of balance as well. It's just a really, it comes full circle because yeah. it, it's so nice to hear of an administrator who really does um, make an effort to really address those things and to pay enough attention to be able to identify it. Yeah. So since we've gone into this deep, serious conversation, 
it is time now to lighten the conversation a little bit with the burned in teacher, this or that lightning round. Oh, the speed round. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. Okay. <laughs> you ready? I, I hope so. Okay. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Um, Dishes. <laughs> I agree with that one. Yeah. Couch or recliner? What's worse, couch or recliner? Nope, nope. This is, what is your choice? Couch or oh, recliner? Oh, recliner, hands down. That, I didn't even get any time for that one. <laughs> I just got a picture, a visual image of my recliner at home. All right. Given the choice between an international vacation or a new TV, which one would you choose? International vacation. All right. Me too. And I think I know the answer to this one. Working alone or working in a team? Working in a team. <laughs> I knew it. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Jones. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom. It's really going to help a lot of people. I, you know, I hope so. And if there's, if there's anything else I can ever do, please don't hesitate to reach out. It's, it's been a pleasure, Amber. And um, I'm just, I'm grateful that you've, you've invited me to talk on this. Thank you very much. So by now, you probably understand why I had to break this into two pieces. It was just too good. And with the two different topics of, you know, discussing balance and workload and overwhelm with a principle, it was just, it was too good to cut any of it out. So I hope that first and foremost, you understand that there is no one way to create balance or harmony between teaching and living life. You have to take your own actions towards your own practices and your own current reality. So here are are my main takeaways and tips from today's episode. Number one, burnout happens when what we believe in our heart, which is our why, aren't in line with what we are doing. Number two, you can only live on afterburners for so long. Be careful what you say yes to because if you're saying yes to everything, including hours of work after school, you're saying no to other things. Number three, going back to the last episode because it was brought up again in this one, time block. It's a great way to prioritize your long to-do lists. Things that don't fit in that block don't get done. I know that's a hard way to look at it, but it's also a very simple way to look at it as well. Number four, find a way to talk to your administrator about new initiatives or your long to-do list. Make sure you're understanding your expectations and you voice your concern about whether you can continue to balance everything you're bringing to their attention. You'd be surprised at their surprise when you respectfully lay out all that you're being asked to do. Remember to come from a place of understanding, not aggression. This is a conversation, not an attack. Number five, be sure to seek understanding. If the task seems impossible, it's probably because it is and you've misunderstood the expectations or you've unintentionally raised them for yourself. Keep things simple and don't worry about getting an A. Number six, if you're overwhelmed, ask yourself, what's on my plate? Write down all the things that you have to do and then revisit your why. Honestly, look at all the things that are on your plate and prioritize them based on your why and what season of life you're in. Okay, here's that question that may cause you to seriously reflect on your current practices. Would you be okay with your own child, your niece or nephew, or your younger brother or sister being in your class? If your answer is no, or you really have to think about it, you may want to reflect on your teacher brand and why it is that you're so unhappy, especially in front of your students. Number eight, getting out of burnout is all about perspective and action. An unhappy teacher is good for no one. It's emotional, and what you have to do is use your head to stay true to the voice in your heart. 
Okay, here's today's burned in dare. Make a list of all the things that you're doing in your teaching and personal life that are overwhelming you. Then prioritize them. Either number them from 1 to 10 or rewrite them in order, however you feel is best. The things that aren't on the top of the list are the things that you've either got to find a better way to do or quit doing altogether. Share what you're letting go of on social media and don't forget to tag at Burned In Teacher and at Dr. C.S. Jones in your images or thoughts. Until next week, I wish you a career and life full of happiness and fulfillment. You just took another step to become a Burned In Teacher. Burn on. That's it for this week's episode of the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next week, take a deep breath. You are your own hero. And you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you want to be updated on the latest burned in teacher podcast episodes, don't forget to subscribe to the burned in teacher podcast on Google play or iTunes. Also, please consider leaving a review and leave a rating so that other teachers who are feeling the burnout can find this podcast to help them feel supported as they continue their journey out of burnout. Thanks so much.